Here's Michael at the foul line. A shot on Elo. Good! The Bulls win! They win! Don't you open your mouth about the best. Oh, yo, I'm going to send it for you real quick. L-O-B. Listen, we're talking about practice. Not a game. Not a game. Not a game. We're talking about practice. Lewis gets it to LeBron for three for the win. Yes! LeBron James at the buzzer! mindset when you stepped in the batter's box? Go yard. I mean, I'm a pitcher. Why not swing as hard as I can? I got nothing to lose. It's nothing to man above. Don't put you in situations that you can't handle. Instead of saying, why me? They're saying, this is what he want me to do. And, uh, Cleveland! This is for you! The way we approach the game is the same way we approach life. You do the right thing. You make the right play. Make the right play. And in life, it's the same thing. What do you feel in your heart is the right thing to do? And you do that. You know, it seems so simple, but sometimes the simplest things are the hardest things to do. And um, uh, I think it's just that. Welcome to what? The game. Me. To me. What's going on? What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of uh, What the Game Means to Me. Earlier, we did our uh, Atlanta Falcons fly through, but today we're switching it up for the first, very, very first episode of our Atlanta Hawks fly through for the day. And I got two very special guests with me, uh, Fresh and John. How you guys doing? I'm from the Hoopers podcast, my fault, but how you guys doing today, man? Good, good, man. How you feeling? What's going on, man? Good, good. Appreciate y'all for uh, you know, hopping on with me. Like I said, for this first episode of the Atlanta Hawks fly through. Um, so going to be pretty much all Atlanta Hawks. We uh, both or all three of us are fans of the team for uh, of the squad. But uh, I first wanted to one. I got two questions for you guys. But um, I always whenever I bring somebody new, I always ask what the game means to them. So you know, what does the game of basketball mean to you guys? Uh, I, I would say I think I can speak for both of us, and it, it mm-hmm. definitely a lot uh we got introduced to the game super young mm-hmm. both played uh we played throughout like high school i played college and mm-hmm. some semi-pro um so and then we got this sports podcast now so yeah. you know it's been relationships we built with people older than us and all the way down to younger so it definitely means like a lot for sure yeah i second that and um you know it's the it's basketball, man. Just loved it from the first time I can even remember touching one or watching it, you know, watching the game for real. Yeah, I can feel that. Um, of course, we're well, I don't know if people know, but all three of us are from you know Atlanta or the Atlanta area, east side of Atlanta. I grew up Stone Mountain area. Um, I think you guys you know know those parts as well. Where'd you guys play at? Uh, as far as school, yeah, uh, I played at Grady, Cram, and Mays. Oh, okay. you Atlanta, Atlanta, for real. You- yeah, yeah, great, mate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right. I played at uh, I played at Grady Mays, Columbia, and at okay. uh, Southside. I graduated from Southside High School. Now Maynard Jackson. Yeah, okay. So, yeah. Yeah. I feel that. So, what positions yeah. did you guys? Eastside. Uh, well, Atlanta. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> sure, sure. Well, um. I guess what uh posi- what what positions were you, did you guys play? In? Like what uh do you feel like was your role on the uh, on the team? All right. Uh, well, I played guard uh 
combo guard. Um, I mainly was like a scorer. I, I made a all city and all all state honorable mention. All right, uh, yeah. Just playing so com- combo guard though. Score, scoring guard. <laughs> yeah. Back in the day when being a combo guard <laughs> wasn't cool. Exactly. <laughs> you need to play point guard or you need to play shooting guard. Exactly. Not everybody nowadays. They trying to get <laughs> <laughs> Um, I guess I was a wing combo look for my thing on team shooting and defense, shooting okay. like getting like a 3D type player. Yeah, that was yeah, <laughs> yeah, 3D. Type. <laughs> yeah, 3D type player. Yeah, I feel that. All right. Well, our second question was, of course, like I said, Atlanta Hawks fly through all uh, Hawks fans. So, besides, I guess being from you know the Atlanta area and growing up here, what uh. What got what kind of drew you guys to the Hawks and you know becoming fans? I know originally this was mm-hmm. about '99 when um we had J.R. Ryder. I don't think people remember that because he ain't oh, wow. really, yeah, <laughs> uh, he, he was more of a role player. This was right before I think he to the Lakers for that three peat. Mm-hmm. But I always liked J.R. Ryder when he was in Minnesota, so J.R. Ryder definitely helped me become an Atlanta Hawks fan. I think uh, me too. Uh, it was during the Jason Terry days, and I remember he had a, a That's celebrity. What yeah, yeah, he had. He used to have a celebrity game uh, every summer. Went to the first one, I believe it was, mm-hmm. and uh, right. I, I've been rocking with him since then. Terry was my guy. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much kind of where I uh, got hooked on too. I remember uh, I had a friend named Kevin, Kevin Johnson. We are he's always go to like the games. I just remember one time um, he was player at the moment. And, I don't even know how, for, like, why we even were able to walk. Like, we started walking down, and you know how security guard and stuff after the game. Oh, yeah, it was like, right having a little interview. Yeah, yeah. having his little interview and stuff. He was about walking in the locker room, and then Kevin just, like, like swam somebody and just swam, like, the, uh, what you call it, security guard, and just took off running towards him. I'm like, I just, I ain't, I don't know. I should have did the same thing. I just stood there. I'm like, damn, you can't do that, bro. Like, what happens <laughs> if you just get snatched up? They take, you know, we, we only kids, though. We, like, what, five, maybe, five, six years yeah. old, but. He got an autograph. He got, I forgot, I think he had either a jersey or a headband or something in his hand. He got that autograph. He just walked back. And it was all cool from there. So I was like, dang, I should have did the same thing. Definitely get lax on you after the game. Yeah. yeah, I can remember one of the last games I went to, I started off at certain seats. Mm-hmm. Super packed, so I just moved down. Exactly, my- yeah. That's probably what we did, too, yeah. Right, yeah, it's me and my girl. Yeah. We think the game about to start. Somebody going to come tell us to move? Mm-hmm. Nope. Chill, this is the yeah. You just, yep, so you just got to kind of scout and look because you said yeah. I even did that this past season, and I I don't know where I seen it at, but the smartest thing I've seen, um, you know, like the little ticket websites or whatever, like they like go on there, like I don't know if they said like right before the game start or while you're at the game, you can kind of see which ones are still open, and you just move into them seats. I'm like, dang, I had yeah. never thought of that. Yeah, that's, that's, that. yeah that's, that's smart. So I was like, yeah, this upcoming season, if they do a lot of fans, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to be on that. I'm going to try to do that. Yeah, exactly. So, um, of course, first, uh, I guess, first, not really question, but just, uh, I guess, just talking, oh, talk overall about the Hawks. Just kind of um, you guys' impressions of just, like, what they've done this offseason and, um, you know, just everything I guess you're expecting from this upcoming season because, obviously, we all um, – us as fans and then nationally too, um, everybody's kind of expecting them to take that next step and they should be in the playoffs somewhere between, you know, I've heard one and six, but obviously just somewhere in, within the one and eight seed. So what do you guys kind of just think of, you know, as a team, as a whole, and, you know, just your overall first impressions? 
Um, honestly, this is the offseason that the Hawks should have been trying to have over the last maybe 10, 15 years. Um, get solid role players, get strong veteran players to go with. Like, Trey Young as a young player needed to see the front office make these mm-hmm. moves because yeah. you, know, you kind of know now right, they're going to make moves to keep me here. They still need to sign John Collins back, but I'm impressed so far with what they did because I think they brought in mm-hmm. players that not only help the team, they're going to help push some of the younger players. Uh, Gallinari is going to be good for DeAndre Hunter. Yeah. Bogdan is going to be good for um, Cam Reddish. Rondo is going to be good for that whole team just the way yeah. he plays, guarding the way he yeah. thinks about it. Yeah, I think with the team, they they kind of helped them grow to go to the next stage, which I like. Uh, you know, you you played last year, young team, you don't make the bubble, and you but it's potential there. You got an all-star starting point guard. John Collins has been mm-hmm. 20 and 10. Um, and you see the potential of Hunter and Reddish. So I, I feel like adding the veterans that they did, you know, it doesn't make them championship contenders, but it helped them go to that next step to be in the playoffs and it's gonna be a tough right. outing in the first round. I can see the Hawks being six. I think I got them at like seven right now. Mm-hmm. I can see them being six. Uh, you know, they get hot, you run off some wins in the regular season. Exactly. It can easily happen for yeah. them. Yeah. Um, so I, I like I definitely like the moves that they made. Just trying to bring some accountability to the team, like you say, yeah. bring Ron over, Gallinari's a vet. Bogdan, but he plays a uh, good back. Well, he he's about twenty seven. He yeah. plays good basketball or whatever. Yeah. He break Chris Dunn. So I like what they do. The, the Hawks did for sure. I think bringing in Cleveland in the middle of the season was the start of that too. Yeah, like yeah, let's go start now. Even when they were thinking about getting Andre Drummond as well, it's like let's yeah. do this now. We kind of get it out the way. So like say Trey know that this is what we're gonna do for. Him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. you said that very very first thing that you said. Is, well, I'm glad that they did because you know. We see every so often like stars or you know potential stars in certain uh markets. They're uh you know their front office don't do anything for them to uh pretty much just build any type of culture or winning foundation. And yep. you know we already heard rumblings of him, even though he's he's young, it was second like second year obviously. Like he you know has rumblings like you know I want to win, I want to win. And you know even though I was kind of taken aback by it, I'm like all right man, like, I understand like it's it's just a it's a process like. You can't nah. you're not just been a hop in the league. You know, you know what where we were standing at when we drafted you. Like we wasn't right. like we were five, well three traded and you know got you at five or whatever. So it's like you can't just expect to just like you coming in the league and just like automatically just putting up wins and stuff. But at the same time, I kind of understand his frustration. But with me, with him, I just feel like he just wants not wants to be in the limelight, but he has like a he sees all the other younger guys. Of course, that's kind of like in the same age group, age bracket they've been compared to. That's actually right. winning and stuff. So he just kind of wants that, wants that same type of recognition and attention. So I understand, yeah. and like I said, I, I like the response from the front office and what they did for him. So, um, kind of like you guys kind of already uh, segued into it a little bit. But if you can pinpoint what would be your favorite offseason um, move or addition that we made um, for this year, I I personally like Rondo uh, just for the leadership. Kind of to bring someone to help Trey learn how to run the team a little more. Mm-hmm. He he's already a dynamic player, and he's already a great passer. So and Rondo mm-hmm. that also. So it'd be cool to see Rondo Rondo uh, mentor him a little bit and mm-hmm. just give him some game here or there on certain things because Trey yeah. is a future, he is a future star. And like I said to your point, he did start having no rumblings about trying to win because 
you want to be looked at in a certain light. And being an all-star mm-hmm. starting in your second year, you're around all these winners. Mm-hmm. It makes you kind of feel yeah. that way. So yeah. I like them bringing Aaron Rondo to show to for, for veteran leadership, so especially coming off the championship. No, definitely. I yeah. say definitely to Rondo when like say coming off the championship, that just that IQ he already has, like he's right. gonna make course, every yeah. trade. The Cam Reddish, John Collins, he's gonna make all their life easier. Mm-hmm. And somebody who can, like, he doesn't need to talk to the coach much, you know, with the offense, but you got somebody when he's on the court, he's yep. the perfect communicator. Like, even when Trey's out there, him and Trey is gonna be able to bounce things off each other on the court and right. see, you know, Trey gonna see what Rondo see eventually. Exactly. Yeah. A non roster move, honestly, those jerseys, like, <laughs> <laughs> for it's sure. Just, that's that's- I, I've been more of a Hawks to embrace like anything old school, whether it was the um Dominique Pac-Man jerseys, yep. the the um, Hawk logo with Matumbo, just anything. The we've had yep. good teams, like I mean, we haven't had championship teams, but we've yep. had good teams, and sometimes going back to those styles of jerseys can help yep. make your fans remember those good old days, honestly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like you said, we oh, that was a move that was needed. That that lime green checkerboard holographic type I stuff. Good. I was like, what are we doing? <laughs> like even when we first got it, I was like, what are we doing? Like I guess that was, I guess Yeah, like though in that I guess time frame that year, I remember I guess like, you know, bright electric type colors and stuff like that was in, but I'm like, you can't don't put that in no jersey. Come on. Like it and then on the court too, like it used to look terrible. I just I hated it. But like I said, this move and like a mix of like classic and you know, you know, new school as well with you know the big font and everything and you know yeah, stacked right. stacked uh you know letter in the back. I, I like them a lot. So like you said, that's probably that was that's probably number one outside of uh, all the offseason moves. But um, I was actually surprised. Like I kept hearing rumors that we was gonna go after Rondo, but for some reason I just never thought he would would come yeah, here. Right. No, yeah. yeah, so go in, I don't know if y'all felt the same way, but. I was like when we when we was able to snag him. I was like, yeah, that's probably number one for me as well. But I really like the uh, um, what you call it that we were able to snag Bogdan, you know, on a four year deal. I think it would be decent, like in two, three years, or not two, three years, but I think in two years it's gonna look like a real, really good contract. Because I guess there's some guys that look at it as like you know maybe a little bit above market value. But what we needed is what he does perfectly. He can grab his own shot. He, you know, three, three D type player, and he's gonna bring that, um, what you call that, that leadership as well. He's an older, young guy, I guess, in the league, but you know, he still has that experience. Um, you know, being able to run, like, run a team in a sense, not really run a team, but, um, you know, be a main focal scoring point of a team. Yeah, I like him in a, in a no point guard often with his um him and Kevin Horder in the backcourt, so you kind of mm-hmm. got more ball movement, but the court is still spread because you got shooters out there. I yeah, think that's exactly. what they gonna thrive in that when they really just go in all offense and maybe a little defense. Mm-hmm. Right. So um what about that? Oh yeah, well it's not really bad or whatever, but obviously with the moves that we made, a lot of it was, you know, got a two, three, three, four with uh Gallinari or whatever. But um yeah. who do you uh I guess not that it hurts anybody, because obviously I think it, in, in a sense these moves are gonna help everyone. But out of here, Reddish, Hunter, um, Anari, Bonai, all of those, who do you think may have to prove themselves a little bit more to earn more minutes uh, under uh, Coach Lloyd? 
I definitely think Cam Reddish because last year he was able to play so much through his struggles and he struggled early in the year. And I think a lot of people expected a lot out of Cam, even though he was a lower pick. Mm-hmm. If you remember a lot of rookies yeah. as a rookie of the year or whatever. So um, I think this year give him a chance to prove himself. And I think it also give him a chance to also kind of expand his role too. Cause I think uh, Bugnar is going to start. But Cam, yeah. that right. playing with that second unit, I think he'll get to handle the ball a little more, which he's always pointed to. Yeah. He did at some point in high school. So mm-hmm. uh, I think Cam will get a chance to prove himself. I, I think he'll step up to it also because he could be one of the better defenders on the team, which the Hawks are going to yeah. need. Yeah. Uh, so Cam is definitely going to show it, uh, step up. And I would say Kevin Horter also, just to prove he could be that shooting threat that we need yeah. on the yeah. floor. You got to shoot high, yeah. high, shooting 40% yeah. at least. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, um, she could do definitely. Yeah. Do. definitely. <laughs> With yeah, that is my who he needs to um yeah. kind of show that improvement this year because we want to know if Kevin Horta can be that consistent deep ball shooter, like you say, mm-hmm. mid 40s, 43, 44 percent. If he's knocking down, if he's shooting at that clip, the Hawks are probably going to finish in fourth. That and John Collins, that's a good one. I like yeah. you say, John. Has been 20 and 10. He's ready to get paid, but we all still remember he got suspended for 25 games last year. Yeah, yeah. So it's like we gonna give you this money and you gonna play for us and you gonna come and keep working or you gonna get this money. Remember, you live in Atlanta and kind of start yep. wild out a little bit. Like, <laughs> that's the thing that can happen. So it's like yep. if John Collins can prove himself yep. into the top five as a power forward. Yeah, with me, thank you. Yeah, with the, with the, what you call it, my fault. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, and I'm still on the on the bandwagon. I'm sure you guys are, too, that um, if he was even available for 10 of those games, he was suspended, that we probably would have been in the bubble, maybe even AC. I think he could have oh, yeah. made a difference up with, you know, 25 games, yeah, no doubt. Yeah, no, yeah, definitely. And I'm one guy for sure. What was that? I'm up. Oh, no, I was just saying the 25. I was, those, I was about to start talking. I said, y'all go. No, yeah, I was just saying those 25, they really hurt. Yeah, so we, we needed him out there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, and like you said, we used to kind of see when he did come back from those uh those 25 games, like pretty much what he was able to do still, like I said, and I no doubt believe we would be AC um, last year. So, like I said, all these other all these moves that we made this year coming into this year, like I said, I think I think first said earlier six is probably where I think we're aiming at. Maybe even higher depending on how the uh, the year goes. Because you know, still got to take in consideration COVID. Some people may miss and all this and that. Even though the NBA has been ridiculously good about keeping everybody safe and all that, and the players as well. Don't want to take credit away from them. Um, but I guess to kind of piggyback off of what you guys are saying as well, we can. That I don't know. I'm just so I don't care. I want him to succeed so much, so well, and it's hard for me to even say that because I hate the blue. I hate Duke. I hate the Blue Devils, and you know he's a Dukey. I'm a uh, Carolina guy, but yeah, I just see so much potential in him. Like last year, he defensively he was you know ex- extremely good, but offensively he struggled really, really early until you know of course after All Star break, that's when he started really putting some games together. When he started putting them in some twenty point. Um, you know, back to back games or whatever. So I think he has the potential too. And hopefully, like I said, these moves kind of, you know, boost that competitive spirit in him to, you know, want to earn those minutes. And 
I also like him handling the ball a little bit in that second group, that second unit. I'm excited to see what he can do. Um, hopefully, he can expand his playmaking abilities and everything. And uh, I guess you guys also just talked about it. I just remember, you know, last or yesterday was the extension deadline for John Conte to get his extension. So, do you guys agree with you, um, John Conte's that extension? And uh, do you think it can? I mean, he's a restricted. We didn't get it done, so he's going to be a restricted uh, free agent this upcoming year, but do you think we get a deal done with them or do you think they try to trade them um, in the middle of the season? I think it, I think, I think they want to get a deal done. Uh, So I'm going to say that they will. I think it definitely depends on his performance, obviously. And then maybe kind of how it fits with Capella to see who's the better Mm -hmm. big mate to go with Trey. Mm -hmm. Um, I think, I think John Collins, uh, He's gonna prove that twenty-five game. It's not something that's gonna be common. Um, you don't really hear about him mm-hmm. getting in trouble too often, yeah. even here or whatever. And he he shows up and he he get he's gotten better every year. Like I've seen him, just seem like he was just a dunker mm-hmm. to add range and the corner three. So he's getting better. Mm-hmm. So I think they are gonna get something done, and his tag is gonna be a little higher after this season, yeah. especially when we win. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think oh, they yeah. get something sure. because that's what that's another one of the moves you want to keep Trey Young happy with. Right. And mm-hmm. as much as I think he's gonna love Capella, I think he likes John Collins a little more. Because yeah, um, John Collins gets better in the post. That's gonna help Trey Young off the ball because like you can throw it down there and Trey Young can maybe sneak around some picks, get some backdoor layup, get some weak side threes. Right. So I. And with Clint Capella being at 80, if it's not fitting, I think they'll trade Clint Capella because John Collins is a little younger. Mm-hmm. So I think they can get something done by, by trade deadline. If not, maybe he did, maybe he's gone in the offseason. Yeah, and hoping we're not because I'm pretty big on John as well. Like I said, we've seen his development over the years. Uh, I know, like I said, we're, we're not one of those teams that's always on the national scale, and people don't really get to see him play that often. So, yeah, I, yeah but when he when you say he's out there, he holds his own. He's, he's one of the – Premier power forward, like you said, athletic, but also has been able to stretch it out and been able to start knocking down some, you know, you say corner threes, mid-range shots, all that. So uh, I hope they're able to keep them two paired together. Like you said, if anybody has to go, which I don't even want Clint, I don't even want Clint to go, but if no, no. he has to go as well, yeah, yeah, if he has to go, then I, I would understand. But um, I guess segueing a little bit, we uh, I know you guys got to catch it. Um, one of the uh, teams in the East that's probably going to be, you know, one or two. Brooklyn just handled their business against Golden Golden State. Um, and, you know, a lot of the other uh, Eastern Conference teams kick off uh, games tomorrow. So uh, we talk, we kind of talked about a little bit. Some of us, you know, some of us are saying six, maybe seven. But where do you think we stack up against the rest of the East, um, you know, in terms of maybe, you know, playoff spots? I think right now having them at, at 60 is probably what they are going to be because, um, like I say, we clearly see Brooklyn is going to be a top two team this year. I know it's a mm-hmm. game one. You got Kevin Durant, Kyrie looking that healthy. How can they not be a top two team? <laughs> um, yeah. The Bucks aren't going anywhere. I think, honestly, three through six could all be up for grabs depending on how Philly plays on the Doc Rivers and how they adjust. Um, if Miami could prove last year wasn't a fluke, um, Boston is still there, but I think we have like between Boston and the Hawks. I think Trey is better than Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, honestly. And with Kemba being out until January, that's gonna you'll have a lot of games this year to make to make to make up for right. for a bad start. So 
So if the Hawks can start off good, I can see them finishing, I can see them finishing high as fourth, but six seed is why I'm be optimistic at honestly, like just right there. Yeah. Yeah. I can I can see them as high as fourth for one, like you said, with players being hurt, COVID happening. Yeah, definitely. And during the regular season, offense can help you win games. And I think the Hawks are gonna be really good offensively. Um, I think they're going to finish about six this year, and they're going to give that three seed in the first round a tough matchup. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think six is a good spot to slot them in, just yeah. as they're still young and uh, meshing their players and just taking that next step to playing winning basketball. Mm-hmm. I see them at six right now, but they're going to be a league pass team, as people like to say, league pass. You need to watch them on their own. Mm-hmm. And they're going to be like a tough match if you're not coming to Atlanta and just think you're going to get an easy win. Uh, yeah, at all. yeah, yeah, no, no more of that. Uh, yeah. I guess I know you guys have been on a few other people's shows, you know, you've done a few things, uh, you know, with Off the Ball Network with uh, um, Coach, Couch Coach, and then also with uh, Mo. And I don't know if they had you guys give uh, your, your one through eight, but if you could, who do you think is going to be the one through eight? Um, and then even challenges maybe for that eighth seed because, you know, you know, it's play in and all that this year. Uh, yeah, yeah. For the Eastern Conference, uh, I know one through eight. I have I had the Bucks first. I got the Nets second. I got Philly coming in third. Um, oh, wow! Fourth. Yeah, I think yeah. <laughs> if they, that's, you know, that's pretty hot. Yeah, everyone meshing. Uh, they kind of remind me of the old Philly teams from a couple years ago before they mm-hmm. went big on their trades. Uh, fourth, I had. I think I got Miami fourth. Uh, Boston five, yeah. Um, then I go Atlanta six, the Wizards mm-hmm. seven, and eight was uh for me Toronto between Toronto, Indiana, um, and I can see Orlando just because they made the playoffs the last few years, mm-hmm. so they they they're gonna fight for that spot as you yeah. know we got the ten city play in, yeah. so yeah, Orlando and. And those teams, but I think the Hawks and the Wizards they could both finish six or seven, or they both could finish in the four or five slots. Mm-hmm. Just seeing what they do, I like what moves both of those teams made. Sure. Real quick before uh, John goes, I just want uh, I guess, uh, ask, I guess about the Toronto one because like I feel like they're they, I think I, I forgot where I had them at, either I'm somewhere I think either five or seven. And you know the Hawks are somewhere in between there, but basically, yeah. uh, I'm pretty sure I, I know why. But just you know, want the, your explanation on why you think they may drop off so heavily when I'm going, yeah. you know, with a third, fourth last year to to eighth right. this year. I'm guessing because the bigs, obviously. Um, yeah, I don't like them. Yeah, Mark, I don't think they added too much. I mean, you bring Fred Black, Fred back, you signed mm-hmm. OG. Uh, but Kyle Lowry is a year older. Aaron Baines uh, is our center uh, right now. I definitely don't like that at all. Brought in Embry from the Hawks. Yeah, they got they, they got uh, uh, Denbury from the Hawks. So he was mm-hmm. a solid player here. But I just think Toronto just kind of stays still. And I feel like every, mm-hmm. everyone in Milwaukee yeah. got better. Philly got better fits for their team. If they're going to mesh, mm-hmm. we'll see that. But I mean, last time Philly had a team with shooters around their best two players, they finished in the top three. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Jason Tatum has gotten better, uh, and Jalen Brown. So, uh, and Boston, younger. the Wizards made good moves. I thought the Wizards were going to be better even getting John Wall back. And then mm-hmm. you had Wizards. 
So I just think everybody got better while they kind of just stayed the same. And I don't think this was a good year to stay the same, uh, even at the bottom of the East. Yeah, I don't mm-hmm. think it's a good year to stay the same. Okay. Yeah, um, that. I, I, I figured, but my fault. <laughs> you go, John. Good. Um, I originally had Milwaukee number one. I'm not gonna lie. After game one, I got, got I got Brooklyn. <laughs> yeah, it's tough. I don't yeah. see how consistently on a night to night basis you gonna stop Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. Like I say, I got them second just because I see KD load managing yeah, a couple games. Because nah, I'm just fresh. That's your, that's your chance. No, yeah, it, it definitely does depend on <laughs> how healthy they are. But I just don't see anybody just stopping them. Honestly, um, two Milwaukee, three Philly. I like. I think Doc is the top three. One, one of them coaches. If he has a good squad, he go mm-hmm. get you home court advantage. Exactly. Um, I think I would had my. I had Boston at four, Miami at five. Those two could flip flop. Honestly, though, I don't think Miami did much this offseason. I know they brought in Avery Bradley. They uh, yeah, they brought in his, all the same people. Yeah, Mo Harkless on the team. I think they lost Myers Leonard. They didn't really. Mm-hmm. Drafted pressures, but Bam doesn't really have a backup, honestly, like a capable backup, truthfully. Exactly. Um, see, Miami at five. I got the Hawks at six, like I said, Washington at seven, because those two teams could flip flop. And I had Orlando at eight. I don't have Toronto in the playoffs this year. I got them. Oh, wow. right. Yeah, I got them. They're going to play in the playing game because, yeah, it's just, I know Pascal is, he was an all star this year, he was all NBA. Basically twenty five and ten, yeah. But you need strong score guards to to continuously succeed in the NBA, and they don't like. I like Van Vliet. Shout out to him getting his money. He's been been way better than I thought he was gonna be, honestly, mm-hmm. especially the last two years. But I know Kyle Lowry's been the assist man the last two years. I know he's been got him up to like eight or nine over the past two seasons, but. He needs that wing player with him. He needs a DeMar DeRozan, a Kawhi mm-hmm. Leonard. Maybe OG steps up and can provide some Seven of that. Yesterday, he's stepping up. <laughs> <laughs> Terrence Davis was all rookie this year, yeah, so right. mm-hmm. maybe, maybe one of those two players step up and provide some of that offense. I just think everybody got better once again outside of Toronto. And like losing Mark and Serge doesn't help sense. either. So, at all, yeah. <laughs> like that's that's what and that's yeah. why I was like that's probably eight because um, yeah. Orlando I feel like they're ascending. We are we got to see them in the preseason a little bit. Um, they yeah. still bring brought all their guys back, and then yeah. Anthony Cole. Like I said, I'm, I'm a Taros fan. I was big on him. You know, injuries and everything derailed him. I feel like in college, but yeah. he's had a we put it together a pretty nice uh pretty nice preseason. And Markel Fultz is healthy. He looks like he's able to you know, finally stroke it a little bit as well. So. Yeah. I think yeah. the, uh, the sky's yeah. the limit for that squad. Um, they should probably still be somewhere in the conversation, like you said, play in game or uh, AFC at, uh, at that. So, yeah, I, I kind of agree. I think um, ours all were similar. Like I said, I think after tonight, though, I got to move Brooklyn up one. Like, that's just ridiculous. And then I had to take a look at and just remember everybody else that they have as well. They got Shamit, they got Prince, they got Karis Levert, Dan Witty, they got. Jared Allen they still got um what you call it Jordan they got Jordan. uh Jesus yeah. Christ they literally got Jeff Jeff Green forgot they had brought him in like literally yeah. his pieces everywhere um 
even down to what you call it, Joe, Joe Harris. I forgot they got him back as well. It's like literally, they don't Everybody. have. Yeah, it's like they have. They want. I feel like they're too deep in every single position. Probably three deep in certain certain uh you know categories. Right. Obviously, uh, Katie and Kyrie make up for probably a few of those other categories. So it's like ridiculous. They're one. Milwaukee's probably two. I think I got Boston three. Um, I think I have my. It's between my like I said, Miami and Philadelphia could flip flop four and five. Us at mm-hmm. six. I think I had previously before they made the uh, move to take Russell. I had uh, Toronto seventh and uh, what you call it? the Wizards eight, but now it's two, and then Orlando. Like I said, I've got to see them now in preseason how they kind of jail. So that that top half or you know, the bottom half is looking kind of, you know. Yeah, it's going to be real tight. Yeah, it's going it's to be real tight this year, especially in the East. Um, obviously, we already know what's going on in the West. But in the East, it's going to be super tight. So I guess I would have to go six Hawks, seven um, Wizards, and then eighth. I probably would go Orlando as well just because I, I really like that team um, yeah. and what they put together. So, um I guess real quick, we can segue a little bit um, and talk about uh, just our, our, I guess our team before we have our first game tomorrow. It's kind of one to hop on today as well. But just um, your thoughts on the preseason, um, who's been showing really good, you know, really good flashes of improvement or things that we still need to improve on as well as a team? I know what I definitely like is the offense. Uh, a lot mm-hmm. of ball movement, so many shooters on it. Like at any point, it could be Trey. Bogdan, uh, Gallinari, and like Kevin out there. That's a lot of shooting. Yep. So that's yep. a lot of good shooting. Um, yep. And I like the thought of Trey. I saw it a little bit, probably seeing more where Rondo plays with him playing off the ball. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, he shot like high 40% on, on catch and shoot threes oh, last mm-hmm. year. So yep. I just imagine Trey being able to just fight up and shoot instead of having to work to get open. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. The only thing that that's Scares me with the Hawks, which is why I don't have them finishing top three. They just got to get better defensively, honestly. Yeah. Their defense yeah. isn't going to be great this year. Um, but I think they're going to be able to out offense a lot of teams, a lot of nights. Yeah. Um, and even when you keep it close, Trey has proven that he's not scared to take or make that last shot. So, mm-hmm. yep. Big time. Yeah. Full time game. I might go to another one. <laughs> yeah. um, I like DeAndre Hunter, how he looks so far. He's yeah. the one. Who I've been like, he's looking good. Yeah, I don't know where he fits out on this team because I know they want to play him at the three, but I don't see him. I see him more as a stretch four or a small four, mm-hmm. but he's been yeah. providing offense so far. Um, I think he's one of them players that can help make that defense better, like say him, yes, Chris Dunn, Rondo, Cam, Cam. yeah, like they have good perimeter defenders, and they yeah. also have a good rep protector and Clint Capella. You want, yep. I think, Dunn Collins is really going to be the key to that defense. I don't. Trey, I don't think Trey's ever gonna be a defender. Yeah, I don't think there's no way. Yeah, I don't think, I don't think he wants to defend. Yeah, I don't think he really. <laughs> can, but if John Collins can prove that he's a versatile defender and a rim protector, I think they mm-hmm. can make a difference in the whole season. Yeah, I think, uh, like you said too, I think DeAndre Hunter has been the biggest, not biggest surprise because I feel like he was capable, of, you know, doing it. He showed it, you know, his last year in college before, you know, he got drafted. Uh, where we drafted him overall for, I think. It's just with him, it was just like honestly just putting his head down and just getting like getting to the basket, like he just being more aggressive offensively. Like somebody must have just told him, like, look, you get the ball, just be aggressive, just like look to score, look for your shot. 
because like now I see there's no hesitation. Like last year, it'd be a few times he'd catch the ball. He'd have a wide, nice little wide open shot, maybe in the corner or whatever, and he'd like hesitate and then either yeah. pass out or like try to drive, yeah. and then it just wouldn't be a good drive or it'd be a turnover or something like that. But now, catch, shoot, catch. He sees somebody uh, closing out hard, go around him, go to the basket, use his body. Like you said, he's a he's been really impressive. I think what he had averaged maybe like t- somewhere between twenty one and twenty three points um, in the preseason with these preseason games. So I've been really impressed with his and uh, his improvement. And like uh, first said as well, just the overall offense is going to be scary. Like to surround Trey with shooters, but then also have to worry about the pick and roll with uh Clinton John. Yeah, it's going to be hard. So it's like it's kind of just like pick your poison at that point. So. I'm I'm really even impressed with all, but just like you said, overall just defense. Their defense has lacked even in this preseason. Like I said, we I guess brought in Nate McMillan to kind of help um cheer up that side of things with our team and then also, you know, brought in some guys that can, you know, shoot but also defend well and just veteran leadership as a whole. Um we ain't talked much about Chris Dunn, but I think we're gonna probably bring him up in a second. I know he's hurt right now. Um yeah. but overall their defense, like I said, even in the preseason, we I've seen it like, you know, they be on for a few possessions and then like Orlando or uh, what you call it, Memphis would just blast them, just go on a run. Like it, it literally was like, they wasn't even trying. So hopefully we're able to improve that down the stretch somewhere somehow. Uh, and maybe getting Chris Dunn and Rajon and more like those guys, more minutes uh, at the guard spots. Um, and then, you know, Gallinari and all those other guys, the three or two to fours um, can just continue to improve. So that's what I'm looking forward to most, mostly. Um, but, I guess, like I said, preseason-wise, um, we got our first game tomorrow. We got to get Chicago, uh, which has had our had our number all all last year, and I think the year before that as well. I feel like every game they we played them, we got blown out, whether it was home or away. So, what um do you guys? I guess what do you guys look forward to seeing in this matchup, and what do you guys think the Hawks need to do in order to pull out a win for the first game? Um, I expect to see a lot of points. It's probably going to end up being Both sides, like- yeah. Yeah, probably like 135, 125. <laughs> like, I just don't see the Bulls playing defense either. But yeah. I'm looking forward to how this, like, all the new pieces mesh with the old pieces. Like, where does Rondo fit in? Because I know he's not going to be an every night player, but he's definitely going to be in. Mm-hmm. I think we got four games. He's definitely going to play two of them, if not three. Yeah. Um, does Cam get a little more comfortable in the offense? Because it's a chance he can get lost. And like you say, we're going to have a lot of shooters out there, a lot of playmakers, as he can get lost if he isn't yeah. producing early on. Yeah. And I guess just if they can find those co-possessions defensively to get enough stops to win the game. Like I say, the mm-hmm. offense is going to be there. The shooting is going to be there. Uh, pick and roll is going to be there. It's just when it's time to get a stop or we need a 15-point defensive quarter, can we get one or the other? Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, I think it's going to be a high scoring game also. Uh, I guess my main thing I'm looking for the Hawks is just seeing how they, how they start the season, how they come out. They try and make a statement. Uh, like I said, Trey has mentioned his itch to get to the playoffs. They've kind of mentioned that that they felt disrespected with not getting any TV games, not Mm -hmm. TV game on the Martin Luther King day weekend. So we're not crazy. Yeah, yeah, right. It really was. Like, mm-hmm. It makes sense, but I, we always I, play on MLK Day. Right. I mean, it's Martin Luther mm-hmm. King. We got MLK jersey. <laughs> they got the jersey. The city of Disney jersey are literally MLK. Like, you're not gonna put us on TV for the game. That's so disrespectful. 
Right. So I, I think they're gonna come out and try and make a statement. Like I said, it's against the Bulls. The Bulls is another team that's gonna fight for the playoffs. And you, as you grow as a team, you win those kind of games. Uh, you know, maybe you don't beat the Nets the first time, but you beat the Bulls and the Hornets, and the, you know, you beat those teams as you work your way to getting confident against the top team. So um, I want to see them come out with, uh, you know, just just some focus. That's that's what I want to see from the start. Uh, John, you got any, uh, um, anything you think? Yeah. Um, I basically agree with you. Yeah. yeah, they go out focused. How comp like I think if they've real confident game one, they are making shots. That's going to determine the first couple weeks of the season because mm-hmm. we you know what happens if they're not making shots. The defense really not going to be there. If they yep. get off, you know, hitting, hitting some jump shots early on, maybe they'll play defense those first two weeks of the season. Yeah. I think right. they can say it. it's probably just getting out to a strong start overall. Like, you know, first, what, it's a 72 game season this year. So I guess, yeah. like, honestly, like, first 10, 15 games is crucial, I think, for this group. Cause, like you right. said, what happens with, cause it's going to be nice that that shot's not going to be falling as a whole, right. as, a, as a team. But also, it's like, you got to be, it's going to be some nights where everybody's clicking on all cylinders. So it's like, they can they fight? I guess, can they fight through those games where, Offense, the offense isn't coming as easy for certain guys, and like you said, would that defense step up to replace that and able to you know pull out certain games, pull out certain wins? So I feel like the, I guess the veterans that they brought in, I think, should help that. I guess that that lack of mental toughness, um, toughness that, that they lacked last year. Yeah, exactly. So I think um, hopefully, like I say with Gallinari, Bogdan, and Rondo, it should be a totally different team, especially like I said, those nights where offense isn't clicking because we saw it last year. Offense wasn't clicking, we get blown out by thirty. You know, offense, offense clicking, we're in games and beating, you know, beating seventy sixers every time we, you know, we face them or, um, you know, other squads hanging hanging in games with you know Lakers and other stuff like that. So, you know, it definitely will be interesting. Hopefully, like I said they just come out, you know, focus this first game and able to you know, put together just a a, a good performance overall. Um, but yeah, uh, I guess like with the Bulls though, I don't know. I'm, I'm again another UNC guy, Kobe White. I know he's oh, had he had a strong yeah. showing last year. He had a strong preseason this year. They're looking big things out of him. Um, Zach Levine still there, obviously. He's, uh, you know, we can continue making name for us now for another premier two guard. Um, and then I guess it's kind of a little bit off topic, but what y'all think about that Patrick Williams pick? But I think I guess they like him as an organization. They yeah. they like him. I think he's he's starting. Um, yeah, so he's supposed yeah. to start. Yeah, I think yeah. that's important that he's starting because when they picked him, I was like, because mm-hmm. I like his teammate like a lot better than him. Uh huh. So Devin Vassell. Yeah, I yeah. thought he was gonna go before him. So when they when they picked him at four, I was like, what well, they they gotta know something that <laughs> we don't know. <laughs> we don't know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm always. Like a little worried about picking bench players that high in the draft because mm-hmm. you don't know for real, especially freshman bench players. It could it could be a Marvin Williams things. It could be a yeah. That's exactly what I thought about too. I was like Marvin Williams. Look, look what like the Bulls that need that actually like need players to produce right now to be mm-hmm. good. Right. So if he kind of comes out there and he's basically out on Porter two point for them, I don't think <laughs> I think the Bulls are in a bad spot again this year. Him yeah. starting to impressive though from the no, start oh, because yeah, I don't yeah. think the Bulls 
are necessarily trying to tank this year because Billy Donovan, that's why he left OKC. He didn't yeah. want to tank. Yeah. So yeah. the fact that he's starting, I mean, he must look kind of impressive. Uh, I I didn't watch a ton of Bulls. Yeah, the small fours of Denzel Valentine and Otto Porter. <laughs> yeah, I didn't watch a ton of him in preseason. So uh, I'm going <laughs> in to see how he looked. But that pick was wild to me. I'm yeah, not going to lie. Four, yeah. <laughs> I was like, whoa. But I guess that's one of the picks you make when you trade up in the draft. You know, <laughs> they did want to trade up to that two spot. And, and to be fair, some teams were starting to talk. Like his name was getting some buzz, but I don't think nobody actually expected somebody mm-hmm. that high. Yeah, no, definitely not. <laughs> they do it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I at best, I think I was thinking like high teens, early twenties. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was. I thought. I thought guys were. I'm mean, not guys. I thought organizations were higher on Devin Vassell for sure. Um, you know, just because his overall type of game, like he's kind of like you know, he can give you a bucket, but defensively, you know, he's strong. But yeah, I I don't know. I guess they're in the honestly. I think they're in the same position as us. Like you said, they they had a few like they have a few young guys that they've been putting together last mm-hmm. few years, and you know, you know, marketing. They got Otto still there. Forgot about him, honestly. Um, they said uh, <laughs> I think he's kind of like a little bit forgotten guy, but you know, like I said, Kobe White came on strong last year. Um, in his rookie campaign, yeah. So I think honestly, like I said, they're in the same spot, like I said. But that Patrick Williams pick, like, if he pans out for them, I guess it's like exactly what they needed. And like I said, they may be able to make that next step. But like I said, with the with the East that everybody got better, I don't know. That's why I, I forgot we didn't need all the three of us didn't have him in the playoffs. So like I said they're kind of in the same spot. But who knows if they're able to you know make that jump because. You know, they have it when they have off nights, they have terribly off nights. Nah, like, yeah, it yeah. might be it might be worse than our off nights, honestly. So <laughs> um say hopefully 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 they you say I guess not hoping they get it together, but you say I, I think overall it's gonna be a competitive game. I think you know Jordan's gonna yeah. be high on both ends because both teams are got something to prove. Both teams are gonna make that next step. So hopefully yeah. we're just able to come out on top with it all. Um and I don't know what it is. The last couple of years when Atlanta Chicago play, they do kind of it's always a good game. Remember they had the the quadruple overtime two seasons ago. I was at that game. I oh yeah, yeah. Ready. I was so ready to go after the third with Trace Trey Young, Kevin. <laughs> so, yeah, this is, yeah. This should be a really interesting. I was trying to think if I had went to that one too, but I think I went to another one because I remember two. I went to two games. I don't know if it was, yeah, it had been last year. Yeah, either last year or the year before that. But both games I went to, they went into double overtime. I know one was Minnesota. I don't and I don't even remember who the other one was, but like I said, I I remember it was like you just said, Trey Young just getting shots. So yeah, but um, yeah, man. Uh, I guess a few other things we just hit on a few other topics before. Like I said, I love to play top three with you know guys that I just that are new on my podcast. Uh, and we'll you know get into that. Like I said, top three favorite Hawks players, you know, favorite you know Atlanta artists, all of that um and stuff. But uh, a few I guess things before you know. Still previewing the game a little bit, uh, but then also like other little subject lines has been you know going across the NBA, but you know, more so with our Hawks. What? Like I said, we kind of talked about one of them, like the 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 us not getting the MLK Day game, but the amount of I guess national TV games that we got, I think one, and it's like a, a NBA TV game. What did you guys like, kind of think of that? Did you think? With the offseason type moves, they would you know kind of give them a little bit more respect and give them more games. Or do you think they're still in that proven ground to where it's like, all right, if they 
succeed this year, you know, get that six, fifth, six spot, you know, next year we're maybe looking at maybe five, six of them. So I do, I do feel kind of like they're still in the, the proven spot for unproven fails, but I felt like the NBA was going to try to promote Trey a little more. So yeah, I was yeah. shocked that we didn't get the obvious MLK Day game and then mm-hmm. maybe you go in two other games. You know, maybe you play up the Trey Luca thing yeah. uh, since that's mm-hmm. going to follow their whole career. So I, I figured they would still be trying to prove themselves, but I, I was kind of shocked that we didn't get more games this yeah. year. Especially with uh, teams like I understand, like the Zion moving and all of that, but the right. Pelicans not stinking it up in the bubble. And then, you know, I, they made some good moves, obviously, this offseason. I right. like them adding Steven Adams, but like, what the hell, like nine? They got either nine, it's like somewhere between nine and 11. National TV games, and you know it's like they're on the same. We both didn't make the playoffs. We're both young teams. Like I said, we both got superstars on the uh, roster. Trey having a year on him as well. So it's like, how do you? I guess how do you like? How do you? Yeah. How do you explain that? Yeah. How do you? Yeah. Like. I, you just figured Trey coming off, he was an all star starter last year. Mm-hmm. Right. Figure like starter in the second year. He's going to get ready to get a signature shoot from Adidas. You would think mm-hmm. he'd be one of the players that young kids gravitate to. He shoots mm-hmm. three. He's, he's a smaller player. He has, he's not, I don't think he has, like, he's not just out there crossing over people, but Trey mm-hmm. does tight handle for real. Right. So yeah, he's yeah. going to be an exciting player. So you would think. Maybe four games, honestly, just to get him out there. Like this is how you, this is how you build. Yeah. And Trey is one of them players you gonna want built up, especially like say with Zion and being in New Orleans. You know, New Orleans and Atlanta are always gonna be some type of rivals, regardless. Right. You mm-hmm. on that. Yeah. Um, even with Charlotte having Lamelo Ball, he's definitely gonna be one of the players you want on TV. So having Lamelo versus Trey mm-hmm. on TV would have been a big time thing. And I say, but they are still kind of trying to prove that they are worthy of these TV games. But we should have got the MLK Day. Like, if nothing nothing else, like, yeah, that's the biggest thing. Like, y'all didn't want to. How you not put Atlanta? Yeah. How you not put Atlanta on the ML, like, MLK Day game? Like, how how that even makes sense? Atlanta, like, every year, it should be Atlanta, (laughs) Memphis. Like, especially with, like, you got Trey versus John now. So it's there. Like, it's stuff to sell these games on. And both teams should be playoff competing teams. So yeah. it, it made sense yeah. this year. I think the NBA, they probably kind of desperate with, with the money this year. So they, yeah. they put the ones they, that they think people they sure to put the big, yep, they made sure to put the big market teams on there and everything so it can balance out. Cause yeah, like you said, I didn't even think about that aspect of the business side. Like they lost, I guess, a good, good bit of money because um, COVID and everything put a you know, hold to the season. So probably got to make it up some way somehow. But, yeah. you know. I feel like it's still possible to make it up, like you said. At least, you know, putting like he is—he's a nationally. I guess he's a household name. He's starting to become a household name if he's not already one. Trey Young, um, and all the other guys, like them coming from the market that they came from, like they're not, you know, superstar names, but they're still, you know, pretty decent right. names, pretty big names that we brought in, um, this year. So I understand, yeah. like I said, the proven ground, the proven stage, and everything. But you know, there was still a few games they could have, you know, tagged on instead of giving us like that little knees, little one. NBA TV game, so I can say like we could have got three more games, make it four. Like say the MLK MLK game, mm-hmm. and just two other games. Like say one more against New Orleans, mm-hmm. one more against Charlotte, and then whoever else, just another random one. For real, we exactly. should get 
game. Yeah. And then last question, one more question, because just because it's going kind of been swirling in my in my mind, and I think I heard rumbles rumblings of it last year. But uh, Lloyd Pierce, uh, I guess this year, you know, supposed to be like I said, we've been talking about it all show, but a big year for the Hawks. They're supposed to make the playoffs, make that next jump. If he isn't able to, I guess if they don't live up to expectations and he's not able to, you know, for sure fire, like have him in the playoffs or like compete for a playoff spot, what do you think they do with him? Is he, uh, is this kind of like a year where he's kind of like on the hot seat or is it, uh, he's okay, you know, he still has maybe another year of growth with, with his team? I think, and I, I really like Lloyd Pierce. Uh, I actually follow like a lot of his clinics that he does in mm-hmm. the city. He, he trying to bring a lot of cultures together and everything. I think the, I think he's good unless they're terrible. Even if they yeah. miss, but like make the play-in game, maybe you mm-hmm. lose in the play-in tournament. I think he's okay. But if they're just like terrible, we're on the way to a number one pick. I think he'd be out of there. Yeah, because uh, yeah. that that would be kind of like going backwards. Honestly, uh, you're not yeah. even getting with what we got. So um, I think he's good overall, though. I think this is a good year that. As long as we compete for the playoffs and hopefully make it, I think he's okay. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely agree. I don't think this is a hot seat year for him because while we do expect the, everybody expect the Hawks to be better, you still have to go out there and coach and make sure everybody's on the same page as far as chemistry and offense. So I think, like you said, they're not terrible, like one, two, three top pick. Like, oh, we just barely, if we, you know, just barely miss the play in game or we lose in the play in game. Like, all right, run it back, and we're going to give you a year. So I think this right. is his year pass, barring them just being absolutely terrible. Right. I can feel that. So I'm big on Coach uh, Pierce as well. Like you uh, said, Fresh, I uh, kind of follow him and, you know, like that he tried to bring all the coaches in the Atlanta area together and stuff. And then I actually got the chance to, when he first got hired, like, you know, meet him, take a picture and stuff with him because uh, I was working at Swanee Sports Academy. Well, I still do. But, you know, Dominic oh. Wilkins had his best ball camp there and you invite him. It was cool to you know, talk and everything and see just like the, I guess the at that point, because we had gotten him or we just brought him in and, you know, we had drafted Trey and everything. So it was like just, you know, looking up. So I, I'm, I'm high on him and then everything he's been able to do for us so far. So hopefully he's able to, you know, take it to the next step. And I have total confidence he is. And plus with that Navy Millen addition, you know, that, very, that him as a veteran coach and just like, you know, an older guy that deeps the mindset. I think we should be all good. We should be straight. And uh, like I said, right before we move into top three, I literally just had another uh, question pop in my head. But just offseason moves um, for next year. Because, you know, this year the rumbling was that, you know, we got a lot of money to spend. How are we kind of going to allocate it? Because it was a weak free agency class. Um, yeah. and, you know, kind of see what we were able to do and what we were able to add. And, you know, a lot of people were, have been fans of it. But then, obviously, next year, was supposed to be the big year that you know a bunch of people are supposed to be uh you know, in the free agency market but you know we've seen guys lock up uh you know long-term deals and long-term extensions so names have been dwindling off the biggest one right now i can think of that hasn't dwindled off because he you know, declined you know kind of securing his future is Kawhi leonard so um i know i was i guess before i you know ask the question you know we got the only two guys that we got longer than two years is gallinari and uh what you call it bodon so or bogdan so what do you think they do is it would you i guess be a fan of them trying to go after Kawhi Leonard, even though you know it's probably a long shot um or do you think like hey we don't really need that we kind of should continue to build how we're building and then maybe look for some 
second tier guys like kind of like we did uh this year next year that's that's a tricky that's a tricky one because if Kawhi's available and he's like you know he's willing to come down here how do you not want how do you not want Kawhi Leonard on your team mm-hmm. but at the same time I would like to see these young players really get to um grow and develop into their roles on the team and even just in the city with how you know they move around Atlanta and how they like living now I would like to see mm-hmm. I would like to see you know Cam Trey DeAndre Hunter Kevin Horner just fully embrace Atlanta and just come here and grow here maybe one day you know probably bring home a championship yeah more than anything i think it, it for me depends on how deandre hunter looked because he's such a low-key player that you kind of forget he's a top five pick and yeah. he was a top pick so i expect yeah. him to like some all-star potential so if you if trey's an all-star and then you're looking at john collins and deandre as potential all-stars mm. Um, I don't think you necessarily have to go after Kawhi. Like you said, Kawhi saying, mm-hmm. you know, he's interested in that level. Obviously, you're going to talk to him. Oh, yeah. But um, yeah. I think they have good players in the positions that they have where they need to just continue to add really quality role players and the young mm-hmm. players need to grow because Hunter is, like, really key. He's, he is that fit. You know, he's about 6'9". He's a mm-hmm. wing or player, and those are the best players in the league, LeBron, yeah. KD. Kawhi, I mean, so if, if you want to compete, you need one of those. So yeah. if he can become even slightly of that, like 21, if he's 21 a game this year, I probably oh, don't yeah. want honestly. Yeah, yeah. 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 he's yeah. he, he's younger. Uh yeah. he, he probably same similarity. So I think he he's the key for for me personally. Yeah, I feel that. I, I can see that as well. Except everybody's kind of like I said had had their eyes on. You know, Hunter, and just to see if he grows and um, you know sparks into what everybody thinks he can become. Because, um, like you said, you know, we, I forget sometimes, you know, that he was a top five pick. <laughs> like everybody kind of like focusing more so on like sometimes, you know, more so on on Reddish and his name because you know all his abilities he's supposed to be able to bring. But yeah, Hunter, you know, came from a Virginia program that was coming off of you know a title, and then also. Um, what you call it, just title appearances and you know, just being big, big, big names in the ACC. But you know, like you said, I think uh, this preseason showing exactly what he's doing. He just needs to continue to to build on that. Like twenty twenty three from you know a second year guy, um, you know, solid. <laughs> like especially with all these other names that we done added to the squad. So I can see that. Like I said, I, I would see them. You know, if he would want to come here talking to him. But like you say, depending on the development of all these other guys, we might not even need him. No, so I like that. Uh, but again, appreciate you guys. Appreciate you guys for coming on. You know, talking Hawks. You know, my very very first episode in the Atlanta Hawks fly through. Of course, like I said, I love to end things off with a, a game. My favorite game is top three. So of course, I just ask you, you know, top three, whatever category it is, and you just give your top three. You can do it in order, or if you don't have an order, you know, just give your three that you like the most. So it's kind of like I'm gonna say it's kind of like the Atlanta edition. We're going. I got some sports questions, but we also got you know just some things that's relative or relevant to Atlanta. So my first, very first, uh, you know, top three question I got for both of you guys uh, is uh, your favorite, just to keep on brand, very, your favorite top three Hawks players of all time. Okay, I'll go first. Uh, Dominique, definitely. Dominique. Mm-hmm. Joe Johnson. Mm-hmm. Iso Joe. I love the Iso <laughs> Joe days here. Yep. And love you. Go ahead. Can I tell him my last pick? It's Sharif. Sharif Abdul. 
Yeah. Real high Sharif, school. Yeah. <laughs> you can't see him, but he's back here on yeah, the phone. Yeah, back here. In the muddy yellow joint. Yeah, but yeah. shout out to Sharif. I, I love Sharif's game. Like, he's one of the original one dance, the Cal. Like I said, Wheeler mm-hmm. High School in, in Metro Atlanta. I actually uh, used to play on Sundays at WD Muhammad, which they had a gym. Oh, wow, man. Yeah. Sharif. Mm-hmm. Sharif was one of my. He, I, I wish we were better when Sharif was here because yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah, he, he was a buddy. So, mm-hmm. yeah, Dominique, he's Joe, <laughs> Dominique, Joe Johnson, Sharif, uh-huh. Raheem. Top, top yeah, three. Uh, Sharif, definitely. Sharif was a man. Um, and he was a lefty. Um, I know it was mm-hmm. one game. But, uh, it was one game, but he got to go up there. Rasheed Wallace because he, <laughs> he had one. He had one. History, like one night out there, you just and uh, number three will probably be a tie between J.R. Ryder and uh, Dominique. Mm. How how can you keep Dominique off the list? Like, just what he did and how relevant he made Atlanta when you had the Celtics and the Milwaukee Bucks and Jordan and the uh, bad boy Pistons, like. He had Atlanta up there with those with those other teams. Dominique was going toe to toe with Larry Bird, so you know he, he put some respect on our city. Yep, toe to toe. Exactly. Yeah, you can't uh, human highlight. Right. Yeah, got the got the whole got the whole statue outside the uh, Phillips or not Phillips, my fault. Uh, State yeah, Farm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. State Farm. But yeah, top uh, next top three top three. Uh, I guess favorite Hawks moments or Hawks games, like if you've you know been to any and remember a specific moment or um just watching on TV. But like the top three favorite uh Hawks moments. Um, I know for me, like I say that Trey Young, Chicago Bull quadruple overtime, him and Zach Levine was going back and forth the whole game. Um, Rasheed Wallace one game here, I got through that. <laughs> Like 36 and 12 that night or something. Yeah. Um, and my third one, oh, this is a tough one. I'm trying to think. My third Hawks moment. Dang. I'm trying to really think of a good one. It would probably have to be. Um, I ain't going to say it's not a Hawks moment, just an Atlanta sports moment, but whenever the All Star game down here, mm-hmm. I love it. Like I love having an all-star oh, game. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We need another one down here. So the last one with Michael Jordan was yeah. that was his all-star game. Oh, that was yeah, that was one. his last one. Yeah, that's yeah, crazy. I remember that. Yeah, I remember yeah. going down. It's, it's time for the all-star I game. I think we be. Back. I think we coming up soon too. Um, my moment. I, I know two moments are like personal experiences. Uh, the first one I had to go LeBron's first game in Atlanta because yeah. I remember. Like the crowd was sold out, and I could just remember everyone heckling LeBron. Yeah. Like chat at him were crazy. Uh, so that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, my second moment is the Hawks versus the Rockets. Steve Francis was my second favorite player. So, like you said about mm-hmm. y'all earlier, end of the game, you know, people are leaving. You work your way down yeah. the stands. You always yep. sat like near the side. I was able to get his armband um, after oh, wow. the game. So. Yeah, yeah, that was a good moment. Uh, two personal moments, and another great house moment. I would say game six. Uh, was that game six when we played at home versus Celtics? Remember, yeah, we, that's what I say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Joe yeah, Johnson yeah. just 
the home yeah. game, we were, just, we were the NBA champions at home. On the road, we got <laughs> <Yeah>. it. <laughs> the home games, though, uh, yeah. I, I the whole playoff series, honestly, that, that home, those home games, the, the fans packed out the stadium, the team yep. played well, mm-hmm. and I think it really was a stamp for success that the Hawks had, like, going into the future. Uh, it started that playoff run. Yeah. What did we go, like, mm-hmm. 12 straight, straight years of making the playoff. So, yeah. yeah, I'm going to go that whole playoff series. Even though we lost, uh, yeah. I have to go that, that one. Yeah, so it, definitely, it, was one, it was one to remember. It was a good one because uh, I think it was the same, but the Alfred, I think, crossed the Paul Pierce and went by somebody. You know, I think I think he dunked. Either dunked it or he pulled it up. I don't remember what he did. I just remember he crossed Paul Pierce, and it was like a pivotal – Pivotal moment in that game for us to, you know, pull it out at home. So that that playoff series was definitely one to remember. And uh, like I said, definitely go down the top three. I think mine. I don't even know. Mine was weird. Like one of mine, I even I don't remember. I just remember going to the game. I don't remember who was playing. I don't remember nothing. I just remember it was my first time ever able to grab a t-shirt um, while they were shooting shooting them off. And I, I, I seen I seen it be shot in the air. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't. I didn't even. Just grab it though. I just ran here and I like took off. Like I was for some reason I don't know why I wasn't in my seat. I was in like the aisle way. And I like, yeah. took off running and there was this guy that was about to pick it up, and I like slid like baseball slid head first, <laughs> snatched it out of his hand, and he, and he like looked down at me and just like he was like, "All right, like, you just had a game." No. He probably didn't expect it. I didn't expect it either. I was like slid in there and took it. I was like, "Oh yeah, yeah, I'm taking this back to the uh, taking this back to my seat." I don't even know what yeah. that shirt is anymore, but yeah, that was probably my, that was my probably my favorite moment. But other than that, um, the other things like I said, probably the Jason Terry thing. Like I said, with my friend, and then uh, like I said, last one is probably uh, I don't know, just a sixty win season. I, I really like that team so much. Uh, I knew we wasn't there was no way in hell we was gonna be able to you know knock off LeBron that year, but I was like, just it was it was nice to see that we was getting recognition like nationally because you know we had four guys with All Star game. Boone Holder yeah, right. was the coach of the year. Um, yeah. you know, 60 wins finally, just stuff like that. It was a nice little moment to remember. So our lineups with the player of the month. Remember that? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yep. <laughs> so yeah, it was, it was a lot of weird and good things that was happening that year. But like I said, there was no way we were gonna be able to knock off LeBron. Unfortunately, he got swept. Right. So can get, get us one game of the belt. One honorable mission yeah. moment. It was yeah. actually it's a it's a bad moment, but it's a good moment. <laughs> You got to go back to, I think it's like 87, 88. The Hawks was playing the Celtics in New Orleans. And mm-hmm. Larry dropped 60 on us. It's one of the best oh, yeah. things I've ever watched in my life. <laughs> Larry Bird was crazy. <laughs> yeah. But it was I a, like, sometimes, it was, I don't know if it's sometimes. I'm my fault, yeah. No, no, that was it. I was just they they played the Hawks oh. and Larry just went. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, like you said earlier, him and Dominique just they always used to be going to. I think maybe just the newer generation, but Larry Bird sometimes, I think maybe it had been like a few months ago, like was getting disrespected. Like, I guess you just don't get the same respect, obviously, with the newer, this newer yeah. generation coming up looking at these other guys play ball. I'm just like, Larry was, Larry was cold, like cold, especially in the same time period he was in. So, bad as white boy, like probably didn't touch a ball ever. So, um, yes, but yeah, that's like, that's not, that's. That's my Hawks version. I guess the top three, like I said, want to make it, you know, cater it to Atlanta because we can say we, we're all from Atlanta. So I guess 
my first top three uh, outside of basketball. We top three favorite. Uh, top three favorite. Wait, say one time. I broke up in the end. Oh, my fault. Yeah, I said uh, top three favorite rap artists. Or oh, it don't even gotta be rap artists. Top three favorite artists from Atlanta. Hmm. Top three favorite artists from Atlanta. Uh, all right, I'll go one. I gotta go future. Be right here. <laughs> Shout out to future. <laughs> future. Uh future outcast. I'm gonna put them in the one. Yeah, I got the sweatshirt on right now. It's not in the camera, but <laughs> uh, and third Atlanta artist. I'm gonna go with. I don't know. I'm even surprised you with this one. It's the dream. He was dropping hits when I was in high school. <laughs> <laughs> you were dropping hits. I'll be forgetting. And the dream is from here. But yeah, that's a that's a, uh, he's he uh entails what an artist is because producer as well. Producer, rapper, singer. Yeah, I'll be forgetting about the dream. The dream is cold. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Um, Atlanta rapper. Atlanta artists, artists yeah. Um, like I said, Outcast is one. Like just them two together. I'm not separating them. I can't stand when Twitter does that. Yeah. You either pick, you either pick Andre, you pick Big Boy. I'm picking both. I'm picking Outcast because that's how I met him. Um, <laughs> I'm a cheat. Yeah, Future, Future's up there too. <laughs> it's me fail to be a Future fan. I just didn't want to hear nothing he was putting out at first. But I'm a big Future fan now. Number yeah. three, I don't know. This is gonna be a weird one, not necessarily because of the music, even though he was putting out hits as well, but just what he did for the whole city, because it yeah. felt like him at the top by itself. But I go, gotta go with Lil John. Mm. Like what mm-hmm. Lil John did for music for like five to ten years. Yeah. I think he's really starting to push Atlanta to the front, honestly, and it doesn't get talked about because he wasn't necessarily rapping. Yeah. But Lil John helped yeah. that shape Atlanta music. Yeah, that would say, yeah, that was definitely when I went, you know, <laughs> his name gets lost in the songs. Like, many people that's from here or come from out of here, like, no one, you know, would even really be thinking about Lee Johnson. What's the like, EDM type music, don't he? Uh, I Something think like so. He does, like, kind of like just beat, like, raving type of music. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's perfect for him, though. Like, that's literally the best thing he could do after yep. being locked up for so long. Just yeah. do EDM and raves and dance clubs and stuff. Yeah, he makes so much money doing DJing nowadays. Like, yeah, for sure. I was about to say that, yeah, because them white folks be eating that up. (laughs) They love it. They do. (laughs) Yep. All right. uh, Let's see. Top three. I'm gonna kind of break this one up a little bit because I was about to say top three. Um, top three favorite food spots, you know, or top three, you know, spots to eat at when you come to Atlanta, but. I want to kind of make, I want to split it up because I want to do one one with wings and I want to do the other one just like, yeah, just top three places to go eat at. So I guess top three, your favorite top three places, you know, to eat or whatever, fine food, you know, it could be a hole in the wall, it could be a big name restaurant, whatever then um, we'll do wings edition. All right, uh, top three, top three food to eat. I'm going Busy Bee uh, Cafe at yeah. Clark Atlanta. Yeah, it's near the AUC. Mm-hmm. Out to visit B. Uh, dang, this is tough because we've got so many good restaurants over the last couple of years. Right. Um, mm-hmm. 
Um, I'm gonna go a breakfast spot that I like that I think a lot of people know in Atlanta. Thumbs up. Uh, I'm gonna put them up there for my top three. That's mm-hmm. a good breakfast. Uh, you, you never go wrong with thumbs yeah. up. And I'm gonna keep it, I guess, a little formal for the last one. I say STK. <laughs> you keep it formal. A little formal. You know, you want to grab a good. Keep it formal. My our younger yeah, brother used to and one night, uh, like Ti, uh, Ti, DJ Khaled, they just all went in there with a bunch of models, bought mm. everything in the mm. restaurant. Like Jeez. it was crazy. That's the crazy yeah. thing. Yeah. Top three wings. Uh, you got to go American Deli. Yeah. Um. Mm. I personally like really do like JR Crickets. Love JR Crickets. And it's a local place on the east side off of uh off of Flat Shows Avenue called Fat Fish. If you ever near East Atlanta, yeah. go there. Yeah. Top three for me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fat Fish. Uh, T-A-T-F-H-I-S-H. Fat Fish. See, top three places to get something to eat. I got to. JJ's fish. Oh, like, man. yeah. That, um, yep. Dang, huh? Oh, right by one. That's, that's not from Atlanta that's watching this, but you got to gotta get that extra crack season on it. The I, crack season. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I ain't been here in a minute, but I need to go back. Uh, Miss Ann's got to have a ghetto burger. Yeah. Yep. World famous ghetto burger. World famous. Ghetto burger. Yep. All the way to the food channel. Yes. <laughs> and, uh, three. I gotta go Big Daddy's. Like that's my spot. Like, yeah. Good soul food, some good comfort food. You gotta go exactly. to Big Big Daddy's. Yeah. I, I didn't mention Big Daddy's. Oh, like, I go there all the time. Honorable <laughs> mention. <laughs> uh, top three spots for wings: American Deli, uh, Fat Fish, and it's just, I can't think the name of. I don't know if it's still open. But it's this place off of um, right down for of Bankhead, right um. So Blue Flame is right there. The liquor store mm-hmm. is right there. And it's the wing spot right on the corner. That was the first time I had, like, Cajun wings and ranch. Yep. Like, yeah, I'm mad I can't think of the name of that place right now. <laughs> and if you want some wings, you got to go yep. there. I say go down close, somewhere around the corner from Blue Flame. Yeah. yeah. In that letter, you see a gas station and it's a wing spot near, go there. Yeah. <laughs> go there. <laughs> they go there. Definitely. <laughs> Oh man, I, um, one of the first wing places I ate. At, I don't even know if it's there anymore either. I don't even know if it's really top tier, but it was just in the, in my neighborhood where I used to live at. You know, it's close to like in between Lithonia and uh, forgot what road it was on. But Susie's Wings, um, I don't know. What you're That's probably like it's. I think it's only, they only had like one location, and it literally was like a you know like those. I don't even know how to describe it, but it's like it's not connected to a building. It's just like them little thing. It's like. I know what I'm talking about. You kind of like just walk up. They got a little, yeah, yeah. It's one yeah. of them. I have no clue how to describe how that how that is, but it's one of them spots. You can never go like like you say. If it's next to a gas station, go. Mm-hmm. If it's all plaza, get wings from there. If it's in a little shack, yep. The best yeah. wings you can have that whole one. It had own line. It was like behind the Ingles. <laughs> Oh yeah. Well, yeah, I know, I know, I know what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Crazy, but yeah, they were small, but they was they was powerful. They were good. Tear them up. But um, 
This one's gonna be a little bit different, but top three places not to go. We've been visiting Atlanta. Top three places not, not to go. Number one, Lenox Mall. <laughs> <laughs> you got to go to Lenox Mall. Yes, go to Lenox Mall. Uh, don't go to West End Mall. You're going to leave very disappointed. Yeah. It's nothing <laughs> in there. <laughs> go very disappointed. <laughs> it's a few malls nowadays. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the third place you don't want to go is anywhere in Clayton County. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> 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 Piggyback off him, definitely don't go. Don't go to Lennox Mall. Don't go to South DeKalb Mall because you gonna you gonna feel terrible after you leave there. Um, mm -hmm. number three, I know I know when they built it up, they was excited about it because it was supposed to be new and nice. But do not go on that beltway mm -hmm. after dark in Fort. Please, no, please don't. Yeah. Please don't go on that. Don't, yeah. I, I, don't. Please don't. Like, crazy. Down weird stuff is happening down there. Like, please don't go if you're not from here. Like, if you want, if you value your life, your things. <laughs> don't go. I know that yeah. you got all them restaurants and them nice lofts and apartments, but your car might get broken into still. <laughs> you never know what's going on. Like I said, it's crazy down that way. And like y'all been saying, number one, number one has been coming in. Like I said, this is the first one y'all actually said, like one, two, three, number one, Linux <laughs> Mall. And it's been crazy the last few months, like, or year, I think it's been now. Like, yeah, every, every weekend yeah, you got to hear about something shooting. Every yeah. weekend. So, yeah. yeah. Stay, stay, stay away from there. Like I said, they've been having stores closed and stuff anyway, but, you know. Right. I, don't, I I try not to go around around that way anyway, but yeah, top three places not to go to if you visit Atlanta. I feel that South the Cab Mall one too. That's a. <laughs> that's a that's, I've been, I literally I think I've been there two three times tops, and all of it was when I was like somewhere between like ten and eleven or ten and twelve, and I was like, yeah, I'm like, well, I ain't trying to come back here no more. So I can just imagine what it looked like now. Yeah. Very oh, yeah, no. Exactly. <laughs> um, the last one, I guess, more so on a positive note, but uh, I guess top three places we did were not to go to. Top three places, top three favorite places in Atlanta, or top three places to go to. All right, uh, top three places. So we actually have a lot of a lot of cool places here. For me, top three, I I, I love our aquarium. We have one of the best aquariums in the world, like easily <laughs> in the world. In the world. <laughs> down by Centennial Park. It's shaped like a ship. You mm -hmm. can't miss it. It's fire. Uh, I, have, I haven't been there, so I'm kind of cheating with my second answer, but the College Football Hall of Fame, which is also downtown, mm -hmm. I hear yeah. the best stuff about mm -hmm. it. I actually plan on going pretty soon. Yeah, we gotta go there. Um, mm -hmm. So definitely go there. That's an amazing place to go to that I haven't been to yet, but I've heard the best stuff about it. Like I, I've heard even like women that aren't in the football like that, they go down like, dang, it's mm -hmm. impressive. Uh, and third place top to go to, you, you could pick your poison, Blue Fame or Magic City. Mm. You just yeah. gotta do it. Wow. <laughs> you gotta you do pick it. your poison. <laughs> you like, I say yep. you, you gotta go to one of those. 
places also. I said you yeah, probably got to dabble in both to see which one. Go go to Magic Park and then end that blue line. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Make your way down the street. Top three. Man, I just kind of had some stuff in my head. I totally forgot that bad. Um, Dwarf House. Play. <laughs> yes. Like, and that night, Dwarf House, any specialty Chick fil A. Don't go to a regular Chick fil A. Yeah. Uh, Dwarf yeah. House, the other one, Truitt's. Um, and it's one more. Yeah. I can't think of the other one. It's yeah, gone. but definitely you gotta go to Dwarf House. You gotta get, mm-hmm. you gotta get play. Um, number two, man, I just had this in my head. Oh man, I forgot this fast. Um, I'm not. I know it's a little weird. So if you're not from here, you definitely gonna find it weird. You have mm-hmm. to go down. You gotta go down a little five point just one weekend and just take yeah, it all. Uh, yep. You yep. gotta go. Man, get something to eat if you can. Just, yep. just go down there and just watch it. Like it's amazing. On the <laughs> just watch it. It's amazing on the mic Saturday. Like you might, you might buy a painting. Somebody gonna be out there playing. Mm-hmm. Or you gonna enjoy yourself, honestly. Yeah. Um, yeah. Number three, Atlantic Station. I was playing. No Atlantic Station. <laughs> 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 they got a new like, underground. <laughs> 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 but no, number three for real though, not the underground necessarily, but <laughs> you can find somebody who's performing that you kind of interested in. You have to go to um I mean I can't think the masquerade. Masquerade. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You gotta go, yeah. You gotta go to masquerade. Like your favorite artist is probably performing there when COVID is over, honestly. Yeah. yeah. Like they got to go to the masquerade. I love it there. Yeah. It's yeah tiny. I do too. Masquerade is that's the spot. I think I went well, I went to not future, my fault. It, the both both concerts I went to though, it was stat because it was you know this Atlanta guy just coming out of nowhere. But I went to Uzi concert and I went to, I think the first one I went to was Thug though. Um, yeah. And they both were just bringing out everybody. I think Future was at both of them. Migos came out from one of them. Um, yeah. Rich the Kid, some other folks. But yeah, yeah, both of them. Young Thug, I was like literally in it. It's crazy. I was so mad because Young Thug, I was like right there front row in his face. He's like. We both, he's like rapping something, not, not rap. I don't remember what song it was. It might have been uh, halftime or something. We were both like rapping, and he's rapping it into my phone. And then yeah. I left out my dumb, my dumb self. That's why I hate Snapchat. I don't got it anymore. But I was recording it on Snapchat, and then I guess I left out, and I think my phone was about to die, and it ended up dying before I got home or got it on a charger. And I got home, and it was just gone. But the crazy thing is, I think I went to Uzi's concert before that, and the same thing had happened. Or I went to J. Cole's concert before that. Same thing that happened, but when I went home and charged it, it was there. So I was just like, all right, cool. I'm all right. When I get home, it's going to be there. I'm going to upload yeah. it. Gone. Dang. Everything. Gone. Just gone. And I learned my lesson. You use your you use your regular phone camera, and then you love to upload it later on. So that was my <laughs> learning moment. So, but yeah, Masquerade, like I said, that's, that's definitely top three. Like, everybody before there. So it's real nice. And it's a real nice scenery. It's like in the middle, pretty much everything. You got the Ferris wheel, even though they charge way too much to get on that thing and then you got the waffle house right there street cars you got centennial in the park right there it's all in the middle oh the so. you don't want to go don't go to the waffle house in georgia state yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't, <laughs> don't go to that waffle house go to the one by the go to the one by the ferris wheel don't go to the one by georgia state if you get <laughs> yeah you're right facts De- definitely slide that one in there i, for, I totally forgot about that oh yeah yeah georgia state one no that's a no go <laughs> One by the Ferris wheel. We good on that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, 
totally forgot about that. But uh, yeah, I appreciate y'all for coming on, man. Don't hold y'all too much longer. I know we got one more basketball game I want to catch, but uh, definitely, definitely appreciate uh, you know, having you guys on for this first ever episode. You know, probably definitely gonna do it again. Probably link up. You know, we're in the same area. But uh, before we do head off, I want um y'all to you know plug yourselves in. Let everybody know where they can find you guys this podcast and everything and uh, all the great things you guys are doing over at the Hoopers Pod. Yeah, for sure. You can listen to the podcast anywhere that podcasts are available, Apple, Spotify. Uh, we stream through Anchor, so it's on anchor.com. Also, the Hoopers Pod uh, catches every Wednesday morning on Off the Ball Network Facebook page. We do the Hoopers Morning Run. We'll be on there tomorrow morning at 9 a.m. Mm-hmm. Uh, follow us on Twitter at the Hoopers Pod, on Instagram at, at the underscore Hoopers Pod. And I'm on Twitter at Worldwide Fresh, W-O-R-L-Y Fresh. Uh, I'm on Twitter at Jonathan underscore W. That's Jonathan underscore W spelled D-U-B-Y-A. Um, and just look for that pod, iPod anywhere you, that you can listen to podcasts. Yeah, Apple, definitely. Spotify, uh, like you said, and everything is through Anchor. So shout out to Anchor for providing the platform for us, for sure. And shout out to the Off the Ball Network. You know, we've been there working with all the great guys like you. So uh, mm-hmm. catch us tomorrow morning, 9 a.m. We're going to run down sure. just the latest hoops news, pretty much. Yes, sir. Yeah, and like I said, uh, these guys definitely know their stuff. Definitely, you know, early morning, you know, get your uh, hoops fix, hoopers pod. Um, so definitely catch those guys out. You guys do the show live in the morning um, through StreamYard. So, yeah, check them check them out. Um, and again, Appreciate you guys for coming on. Everybody kind of already knows to find me. You know, you see the links and everything right here. Twitter, what the game means to me, WTGMT M podcast, what the game means to me on Instagram and Facebook. And again, thanks to those guys that are off the ball network. It's been uh cool, you know, t- talking with those guys and having them on show as well. And you know, it was able through them, we was able to find each other, even though we're you know, just in we're in each other's back, you know, backyard. But you know, through them we was able to connect and everything. But you know, it's a uh, Right days that maybe moving on, you know, when this whole COVID thing is over, you know, hopefully maybe we'll be able to, you know, link up and then do a video video shoot or even go down to because I haven't really been to the college ball game, so you know maybe we make that make that something uh, as well. So you know who knows, but again, like I said, appreciate you guys for sticking with me coming on for the first ever episode of Atlanta Hawks. I'm pretty sure we'll be doing it again. Um, thanks everybody for tuning in, and um, you know, have a good night. Stay healthy. Stay healthy. Wear your mask, and uh, hopefully you guys enjoy this uh this game that's on right now. All right, man.